1: Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner, the Leicester City correspondent. I'm joined today by Jordan Blackwell, my colleague here at Mercury Towers, and we're going to discuss all things Leicester City. I'm going to kick off with what uh, everybody's talking about, really, is the uh, transfer window. It's as we uh, speak at lunchtime on Monday. We've only got uh, just over 24 hours for the uh, transfer window to shut and Leicester City are trying to do some business. There could be incomings and outgoings. Um, Gaston Ramirez and Karen Karamboggi are the two names that uh, are being mentioned the most and linked the most with Leicester City and also Leo Joe is still being linked with a move away from the club but we'll start with Gaston Ramirez Jordan um, we've talked about him quite a bit Um it looks like you know, he's obviously we know he's handed in a transfer request at Middlesbrough and uh, from what I'm hearing um, Borough will be willing to let him go now as long as they can bring in uh, somebody to replace him, but uh, they haven't been too successful on that
0: score, have they? No, no. they've, um, they've been chasing lots of uh, attack-minded players that play in those positions just behind the striker, the likes of Robert Snodgrass who's gone to West Ham, uh, Bojan who's gone on loan to Mines, uh, Jesse Rodriguez as well, um, but they, like you say they are struggling to, to get in a replacement and I think until they do so, I'm not sure how willing they will be to, to let Ramirez leave. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it?
1: This, this transfer window is notoriously difficult to do any business because it, it's, it's like a domino effect, you know, one deal is so dependent on another deal happening and I think this is the case with Gaston Ramirez, but I believe Leicester City is still confident of, uh, of landing the playmaker and um, we have a press conference later on today with Claudio Ranieri, uh, so uh, I'm sure that name will be uh, thrown at him again. As will Cara and Baggio, now we know but, uh, Leicester City have been trying to bring in a centre-back a defense, some defensive cover during this window they've let Luis Hernandez go they've been trying on for Francesco Acerbi without any success but this
0: guy is the latest one to be linked what do we know Jordan? Um, well we know um, he's a Senegalese international, been playing at the, the Africa Cup of Nations and scored in Senegal's first game, of course they were eliminated over the weekend um, we know he's um, been a regular uh, for for uh, for a couple of years having uh, played in Norway and and places like that, um, he seems a big, strong. Um, he's a unit, yes, player. Player, yeah. um, You know, and that's the sort of that's the sort of centre back Leicester like I think. Um, but certainly we've seen, or reports seem to suggest, he's got a bit of um, maybe attitude, you could say, because there's reports that he's, he's refusing to fly back from Senegal uh, after Anderlecht rejected a couple of bids from
1: Leicester. So he's quite a forceful character and he certainly sounds like he's keen on the move. Uh, apparently we, we read a report from uh, was it Belgium that said that it's always been his dream to play in
0: the Premier League. Yeah, it's, it's his dream to play in the Premier League and um, uh, Anderlecht's actually rejected a bid from Swansea for him last year. Um, but Leicester aren't the only club interested. Uh, the newspapers in Belgium also saying Palace and Southampton. Have shown an interest, so um, there might be a little bit of a battle, but it certainly seems that Leicester are the ones pushing for a move. Yeah, I mean, if it becomes a bidding war, then who knows what will
1: uh, what will happen? But uh, so it's certainly this window is the uh, the window for the desperate, and there's a few clubs down there that are desperate enough to splash the cash from Palace. But it being one of them, buying uh, two uh, two left backs effectively for mm. 26 million pounds, so we'll see what Leicester say. I mean, there's reports it's 15 million euro will land. Invite you. So we'll we'll see what uh, what price that will 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 trigger that guy's release from Anderlecht But is not the only uh, defender that's been linked with Leicester City's Jordan.
0: No, overnight uh, we saw a link from uh, Sky saying Leicester bid nine million pounds for uh, Dutch defender Wesley Hoedt. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, he's a young Dutch um, centre back, 22 years old, not playing regularly for Lazio. Um, it's, Sort of won every two games. Played a lot more last season, um, but certainly he seems like the sort of play that Leicester would like again, big and strong. It seems decent on the ball. Having had a quick look at his YouTube highlights, but um, yeah, he seems like the sort of play that Leicester would be interested in, if only because you know he's he's a young defender, which is something Leicester are severely lacking. Now, uh, one uh, area of the team that uh,
1: Leicester City haven't been linked with is uh, strikers. Now I understood they weren't really actively looking for a striker in this window unless Leo Lujo left. Now, it looks increasingly likely that Leo will leave because it's, uh, he's obviously handed in a transfer request. He's very unhappy. He, he sent out a tweet on Saturday night saying that he wanted to leave to feel like a footballer again. So he's certainly doing all he can to try and force a move. But there was no way Leicester City were going to... Except that 1.7 million Mm pound bid from Alaves, but uh, there's a couple of clubs in for him now. We understand.
0: Yes, uh, Sunderland, who um, their name's been linked to Ujoe for a while, uh, have reportedly well reportedly offered three million pounds, which was rejected, and um, I now believe to have offered five million pounds. But also interest from Galatasaray, obviously a massive, uh, massive club in world football. Um, So there's a couple of options there for Ujoa and it seems like the, these bids um, are slightly closer to Leicester City's valuation of, of Ujoa's worth.
1: Yeah, I spoke to a source close to the player and he's confirmed that uh, both clubs have, off, have made bids for Ujoa. They're quite confident something's going to get done now. Um, we'll obviously see what happens, but because uh, Leicester City are not a charity, they're not going to give him away. <laughs> Certainly when they invested £8 million, rising to £10 million on him two and a half years ago from Brighton. So it be interesting to see, but it, it looks like increasingly likely that uh, Ugeo will be leaving before the transfer window shuts tomorrow night and that will possibly mean that Leicester City will try a last-ditch effort to try and bring in some striking cover possibly on loan but uh, we'll see they're still quite well set in that area aren't they with uh, Slomani as long as he recovers from his injury and that's not too serious we'll find out today from Claudio about that Uh, Bivardi and Shinji Okazaki so he's got three in there Moussa can play down the middle as well although he prefers out wide so we'll see what happens with that but um, Away from the transfer window, it's rather bizarre that the transfer window is shut. I know they they schedule a Premier League game for the midweek, always after the uh, fourth round of the FA Cup weekend, but strange that it's fallen on a transfer deadline night. It? It's going to hamper a lot of clubs mm. in terms of doing business.
0: Yes, I think so. Um, you know, Lots of clubs, uh, it, it seems to be the case every window, there are clubs still battling to do deals right down to the wire uh, and I'm sure well we're fairly certain that Leicester will be one of them and they, they won't be the only one mm. uh, but yes it does it does hamper the um, their pursuits if you know you can't get in touch with the manager because he's busy on the touchline somewhere
1: Well I can imagine uh, if we see John Rookin in the crowd at Turf Moor uh, then we'll know that Leicester City are done with their business because I imagine he's going to be quite busy over the next uh, 36 hours. So, uh, But let's reflect, first of all, on uh, Derby on Friday night, FA Cup fourth round. Le- City left it late to, uh, to snatch a replay. West Morgan goal uh, five minutes from the end uh, ensures that they're going to meet again at at the King Power Stadium on on February the 8th but it was a strange game wasn't it and certainly a strange opening goal from Darwin
0: no unbelievable own goal really but um, I I actually thought Leicester played okay. Um, I think the the defending for the two goals wasn't the best um, particularly the second one which uh, Craig Bryson was allowed far too much space but other than that Leicester didn't really allow Derby too many chances Johnny Russell had that header in the second half but Leicester themselves created a lot of chances a lot more than we've seen them create recently and there was that period right at the start of the second half when it seemed they could have scored three or four goals um, and certainly I thought they were, were well worth the draw and the draw, earning a replay from the draw gives them a, a really big opportunity to, to progress further. We've seen a lot of upsets over the weekend, the likes of Lincoln and Sutton United going through. We've seen Watford and Hull and other Premier League teams uh, drop out, so you know it is a really good chance for for Leicester to get to, to the quarterfinals, maybe the semi-finals. I know they've got a lot of other uh, things on their plate with the Premier League and Champions League and stuff, but. Um, I think this this could be an opportunity. Although we said that a couple of seasons yeah. ago, and they lost to to Aston Villa. So, what is yeah, there half a know. dozen Premier League sides
1: out now? Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. So, they were the big ones are still in, Arsenal and yeah. Chelsea and Tottenham and things. But um, it's certainly an opportunity, I would say. What I noted from the game
1: as well that um, Claudio was true to his word about getting back to basics. It was a four four two for Leicester City, very rigid, and playing two left backs on the left flank with Ben mm. Chilwell playing it in front of Christian Fuchs. Um, I thought at a time Ben looked uh, a little bit lost in that position, not because it's all new to him. Looked a lot better when he went back to left back in yeah. the in the second half. So it was almost as if uh, Claudio was determined we won't lose this game. But they're still conceding goals, soft goals, aren't they? And the, the second one was particularly disappointing uh, the way that I just cut through the middle of uh, City's back four. But that's certainly an area they have to address, isn't it? Yes, I think so.
0: I think there are quite um, clear deficiencies in the defence. I think. Really, West Morgan. First, his positioning wasn't good enough. He wasn't close enough to Simpson when Simpson headed the ball clear, and then he didn't move quickly enough when when Bryson picked up the ball and charged towards the area. But also, you could say the lack of the lack of cover from midfield. Neither King nor Drinkwater noticed any danger when Simpson headed the ball clear. So, I, I think it's a collective thing. I wouldn't. I don't think the blame can be solely put on on the no. defence for that goal. Um, but. Certainly, it, Leicester are struggling a little bit in defence. And let's be honest, the header,
1: if he hadn't headed it into, into the yes. danger area as well, if he'd headed it down the line or even out of play, then that wouldn't have come from that. But we're picking bones there, really. I mean, it, it looked like it, it was a performance that gave them a little bit more belief and they certainly look more comfortable in the system. And they'll, hopefully they'll kick on from that. But it's a really good tough one on the uh, on Tuesday night at Burnley at Turf Moor Burnley've got the worst away record worse than Leicester City even <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> away
0: from home but at home very very strong Yeah, they've been averaging more than 2 points a game at home which they do that for the whole season that keeps them up which I'm sure they'd be extremely happy with they've been you know really really good at home they've beaten the likes of Liverpool and and you know strong teams they don't they don't seem to give much away They've got, you know, they've got quality on the counter attack. They've got they've got quality players in midfield with the likes of Stephen DeFour And obviously, they've got Joey Barton back as well, who's had a bit of an impact straight away. Um, and they're they're really strong defensively. They're similar to to Leicester of last season. And their defenders, they love defending. The likes of Michael Keane and Ben Mee always throwing themselves in front of the ball and. Um, in Tom Heaton, I think they have one of the uh, the best goalkeepers in the in the league at the minute. He's saving saving lots of shots and you know generally providing the defence with with lots of confidence. They're a team that have got
1: an identity aren't they? I mean, they've, and they've stuck to it. They've stuck to their principles. They've stuck with Sean Dice when they got relegated from the Premier League last time, and they've come straight back in. They look like they. have They've got something about them this season. They're a bit more experienced. Looks like they're going to stay in the Premier League and, and, and grow and develop. And uh, it's going to be a tough one for Leicester. And they've certainly got to take their chances when they come along. I mean, they were very wasteful to start the second half at Pride Park. I mean, Scott Carson, he did look like for a while he had a magnet stuck <laughs> to his belly, didn't he? Because every time he was on the ground, the ball still ended up being smashed straight at him. So uh, they really do need to be a bit more ruthless at Turf Moor. It'll be a tough one. But uh, hopefully, Leicester City will. Uh, do the business on and off the pitch and they'll bring in a couple of new signings and they'll get the three points at Turf Moor. But check back with the Mercury website and on our Facebook page as well for all the news as it develops in the transfer window over the next couple of days.